welcome in to a special episode of the ARBT podcast this week. Going to be doing a little live, well live for us, a live show as game two of the NBA Finals happens. Um, I'm your host Kyle Schulte and with me is my cousin Noah. How are you today Noah? Doing good Kyle, how are you? Doing good. Uh, special thanks to Cole, uh, Noah's buddy, for filling in last week. Talked for a while, didn't you guys? Yeah. Like an hour, hour and a half. 20, yeah, o- almost an hour and a half. It was a long episode. Yeah. Well, I'm back now. Um, and we're excited to... We're this, I guess how we'll structure this episode is... Um, we won't really like announce everything that happens, every play as Game 2 happens, but we'll... Um, kind of remark on some of the big things that happen. Um, we'll preview, since the game starts in about 10 minutes, we'll preview what the Cavaliers need to do to win game two. Um, and anything else we want to talk about, I think we're going to debate Clay a little bit, Clay Thompson a little bit, so that'll be fun. We have deferring opinions on Clay, don't we? Yeah, that to say the least. We've been, <laughs> we've been kind of arguing back and forth for the last week. We moved yeah. on from the point guards of the East just to cut <laughs> Clay Thompson. Yeah. So. That, that's basically where we're at right now. You'll get to hear a lot of opinions about this because uh-huh. we're both very invested in this. <laughs> but uh, before that, we'll just um, go into game two before it starts. Um, first reaction to game one? Anything that stood out to you that was unexpected? The, the Cavs do, cannot make any mistakes if they're going to win this series. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I thought they'd be better on the boards considering they had Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Yeah, and, it's, and going against a team with it's a team that usually goes small ball, I thought they they'd be able to control the pace with the rebounds and everything, but they they didn't get a lot of rebounds. They didn't shoot the ball well. They committed like twenty turnovers. It, it was they played a really poor game, but tonight will be the real test. The next couple of games will be a real test if the Cavs can really flip the switch, as people have been saying all year. Zaza really killed Tristan on the boards. Yeah. And which, that, that, it doesn't happen to Tristan Thompson no. all that often. Tristan Thompson is just the, is probably the best rebounder in the NBA. Yeah. And him getting exploited by Zaza Pachulia like that yeah. was definitely surprising. And and I think that that can't really happen again. Kevin Love has to be better, too. Um, Kevin Love's probably had the best... He's played in the best basketball he's played in years right now. But he didn't have a great game one. No. Especially on the boards. Um the Cavs, in general, just gave up way too many second-chance points. Yeah. And Noah hit the head on this one. The Cavs have to play perfect to win. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, they can. Yeah. But the Warriors have room for error. Yeah. And, and that's it, why they're the favorites. It's definitely... Kevin Durant's... I, I would I would say he's a step up from Harrison Barnes, just just a little bit. Uh, so they can't really play... Okay, it's a... It's a okay. Any, anyway... If you're going to be sarcastic, you have to like, say it in a more sarcastic way. It was... But that is like too obvious. You just said it way it's too, too matter of fact. It's too obvious. <laughs> it's too yeah, uh, Harrison Barnes is probably going to step up from Some Kevin nuance. Durant. It's not going to be like this. Oh, Kevin Durant's definitely a step up from Harrison Barnes. <laughs> All right, anyway, I lost my train of thought. But um, another point is I mean, Durant was good in game one, but uh, he was good because the Cavs' defense was so bad. He, he shot, I think, one for, one of six from as jump shots, yeah. and was six of six or seven for seven on dunks and layups. Yeah, because they they their transition de- their transition defense was atrocious. Yeah, like I, there are at least four dunks and four opportunities where Kevin Durant just came down the lane, 
completely uncontested from anyone and just dunked. And we're watching uh, a recap. Like, recap of that right now. Yeah, everyone just three dunks I mean, like Durant. You hope like, running away from Durant. J.R. Smith tried to contest. It was just, it was ugly, especially with the amount of spacing around Durant. You really, I, I mean, it's difficult to play, but you can't put you can't put no effort there because people were just letting him do whatever he wanted to do. And the Cavs turned it over way too much. It, yeah. They can't they can't play a fast pace with the Warriors. No, because they're they won't be able to keep up with them. They're definitely a half court team and they're one of the best in the league at it. They should try to control it. But what are your keys for the Cavs tonight if they want to win? Um uh, less turnovers. Yeah, obviously. Um more LeBron. LeBron was great in game one. He kinda overshadowed because the game was such a blowout, but he yeah. was very good. Um slow the tempo down, like we said. Um you know, play better defense. They don't have to be perfect on defense, but, but they need to, to control. Better. They need to make Durant yeah. make contested shots instead of layups and dunks. Um, control the rebounds. Just all the little things that we always talk. Any, that are the key to any game. They have to do better because they didn't do any of them well in game one. Yeah. So my keys are similar. I just think they need to get more out of their role players. They yeah. Need to get. They need guys hitting open shots, and they also need to control the pace and control the rebound because. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like Tr- Tristan Thompson can't only get like four rebounds in a game. That just can't happen against a team that plays this fast. Right. And you can't turn the ball over 20 times, and you have to force more turnovers than four for the Warriors. Right. I was thinking about this watching game one, um, just sort of as it went on. I, I couldn't think of a worse performance than what Darren Williams put out there in game one. Well, he's been bad for a while. I mean, uh, as a Nuggets fan, I just can't help but thinking that Jameer Nelson. Oh, Jameer Nelson could do but, way better. Yeah, and we could have got something for Jameer. But we just let let Jameer play for us for some reason. Moutier could have done better than that. Yeah. Moutier can't do anything right now. But um, also big news coming out of game one, coming into game two, is that Steve Kerr is coaching. Right. And Mike, jo- Mike, Mike Brown's did a decent job in ser- uh, steering the ship, but, I mean, you don't really need to do much when you have four of the, <laughs> four of the top 20 players in the league on your team. Uh, what's that? Four of the top 20 players? Four. Yeah. You think Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson is top twenty? A top twenty player in the Yo, league. Yo, we'll have this debate later as we've that hinted at. seems a little silly to me, but I don't know okay. But how do you think Mike Brown? How do you think Mike Brown's done? How big of a step up do you think Steve Kerr is going to really give the Warriors? Yeah, Mike Brown's done a good job. I mean, clearly they haven't lost yet, so he hasn't yeah, done a bad. Done, he's done he hasn't done a bad right. job. Yeah. The interesting thing is, you know, I I heard uh, on the radio on the way here. Um, what if Steve Kerr? can't make it through the whole game or like what if there's some sort of they they get out of their rhythm because of the switching coaches or they're just too preoccupied with who's coaching instead of just worrying about playing the game steve cross i think has to be sure that he's going to be able to make it through the whole game i, I think he wouldn't i don't think he would coach unless he was sure that he but, could make it through the whole game but what changed between game one and game two that now he's sure that he can play i don't know that, it's strange to me it's, it's weird isn't but, it strange yeah it, it's a little weird but, I mean, I think he has enough self-awareness to know that he's not going to be... Like, I think he knows if he's okay enough to coach. I think he knows he'll be okay enough to coach the whole game. Right, right. Um, any other keys before other keys? game two starts? They need to get something out of Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye and <laughs> Richard- those kinds of guys. Well, I think their key role guys are like Darren Williams and Kyle Korver. Yeah. 
But but they also need. I can't. I don't think they can count on Richard Jefferson. Like I, he's just a they, nice bonus. Yeah, if they don't get Richard Jefferson, I think they need to play Derek Williams more, who's kind of been at the end of the right. Cavs bench, who hasn't really played a lot since March. He had a nice year though. Yeah, and he's still an athletic six eight guy who can cover multiple positions, and that's the kind of guy. That's the kind of guy you need against this Warriors team. Right. You need to kind of. You can shift him around the lineup, but you re- and he can he can hit an open three. So I think you really need to have him, that kind of guy in the lineup, especially if Corver or Channing Frye is not hitting the threes, which is what happened in Game One. Yeah, do you do you think Kevin Love? First of all, who do you think Kevin Love's best matchup in this best best matchup is in this series? And do you think he can really stay on the court for twenty for twenty minutes, ten fifteen minute stretches? Uh, I think he has to guard Draymond. I don't see who else he could guard. I mean, yeah, he has. But do you think he can stay for 10, 15 minutes on Draymond? Well, who are you going to take off for Kevin Love? He has to be on the floor, doesn't he? Does he? Who's going to be on the floor kinda, instead of Kevin Love? He's never been a good matchup with the Warriors, though. And but, especially with this current iteration. I don't know if it's going to really... who's going to be on instead of him? I don't know. That's where, that's where it gets a little murky. I mean, I think... Williams could handle some minutes and short stretches, but I don't think he's a good enough option. I, I think they just need they they either need to hide Kevin Love on Pachulia or they need to do or they need to really like reconsider their rotations. Love on Pachulia is interesting because then LeBron could be on Draymond. Um, yeah, they, and they were playing LeBron on KD for a little bit, and in the half court that worked. But I don't think it really matters who LeBron's on. He can guard pretty much anyone. Yeah. But, I mean, it works in the half court. I think the big problem there is just limiting the transition opportunities, which we talked about before. Yeah. So let, let's go to the other side now. What do you think the Warriors are? What do you think the keys are for the Warriors to win this game? Um, you know, just keep doing what they're doing. Um, don't turn the ball over too much. Um, you know, play solid defense. I think make someone other than LeBron or Kyrie make shots. Because no one else yeah. in the series has been able to do it yet, so make them prove that they can do that. Um, yeah. I think that's the key for the Warriors, especially on defense. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. But also getting something out of Clay on offense, because he was pretty terrible in game one. <laughs> to, he, pretty was pretty, terrible? he was pretty yeah. terrible, yeah. He, he wasn't really good in game one. He hasn't been good all playoffs. He's out of sorts. And so just getting, getting him back is probably really important. And we're due for a Clay game, but I just don't know how much impact, like, how long the Warriors can go with, without one of their best three, without one of their best four players really playing as well as he should. On are, we gonna, are we going to talk about Clay right Let's now? Let's talk about Clay right now. Right now? Right now. Okay. So my side of the debate, so just like some background on the debate, we've been debating like a little bit all year, but it's really amped up lately about what Clay could do if he was on another team. And I'm, I'm on the side that he could probably still average 25 a game because maybe there's some untapped potential of those crea- creating shots, like Harrison Barnes. Kyle's shaking his head right now. But, um, no one thinks I think that if do, he goes to he a could. different team, that it's just going to be some sort of magical transformation, and he's just going to gain some skills that he's never shown that he has. He hasn't. We don't know that, though. He has never gotten that opportunity to really show what he has. You think that if he had those skills, that the Warriors just wouldn't have shown them because they just had other players that could do those things? Maybe. It's been Steph's team forever. Like I, I don't know if there's really been a spot for Clay Thompson to take, start taking, start, start taking the ball more. Have you ever watched Clay Thompson dribble the ball? Yeah, 
it's awkward, but I mean, maybe he could do something. Uh, it's not exactly fluid, as they say, you know? It doesn't have to be fluid. He doesn't have any moves. We don't know that for sure. If he had moves, why, what's stopping him from using them when he has the ball? He has three, he has three other superstars on the team. So, if, when he gets the ball... He doesn't get the, he doesn't get the kind of touches. He's, they're not gonna ISO, they're not gonna ISO Clay Thompson. He doesn't get those kind of touches. If, if, Kevin, if uh, Clay Thompson was so, so good, if he had all the skills, why did they feel the need to bring in Kevin Durant? Because they lost to LeBron in the finals. Why did they lose to LeBron? Because it's LeBron. LeBron <laughs> was LeBron. a superhuman. And because Kyrie. Clay is limited. He's limited. You're, he's probably the best. All you think he, you just think that he's like a better version of Kyle Korver, which is ridiculous. He's probably the best limited player I've ever seen, but he is still limited. I don't, I don't know. What's his average? He averages 22 a game. 22 a game, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome for how limited he is. I think he can do more and more touch it with more touches. I, I don't think it's really fair to assume that he can't because we I, haven't really gotten him out of. I would argue that he benefits from having all the superstars. Well, anyone him. would benefit from that. Yeah, and if it's just him on like the Orlando Magic, you don't think that someone could that the teams could just focus in on him? Because that's a treatment he's gonna get, and that's the treatment that he's never been subject to on the Warriors. No he one ever do it. Focuses in on Clay. Someone, if he goes off, they do. No, they don't. So you're telling me that 60-point game, no one really cared that Clay had 60 points. Clearly they didn't, because he scored 60 points. Or he's just so good that he still scored 60 points. <laughs> you think you think he can score 60 on a regular basis? Yeah, I think he could. Oh my... Yeah, I, th I think he could. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I think he could. I think he could e easily average 25 a game on the, on the Magic. It would be really weird at first, but I think he could. But... If if they put if like every team puts their best defender on Clay, how is he going to get his shots? I don't know. He he might he might be able to create his own shot. You don't know, but you don't know that he can't. You have no evidence that he can't. I watched him dribble. He can't dribble. He needs to. He's a catch and shoot guy. He's stiff. And, he's stiff no matter what. But there's stiff guys who can create their own shots. Who? Kawhi is pretty stiff. No, he's not. Kawhi is pretty stiff. No, he is not. Kawhi looks super robotic out there too. Okay, it's not like you're you're gonna see Kawhi pull out like some Steph Curry moves. No, it's robotic, but he gets it done. I'm just saying. Clay that Thompson I think wishes he was Kawhi. Kawhi. Clay Thompson well, a lot wishes of wish Kawhi. he's Kawhi. I wish I was Kawhi. What's that? What's that kind of argument there? He's not. That's what he's saying. He wishes he is, but he's not. He might be able to do more unlimited and more touches, okay? Like, that's whole, what my thing is. You have no evidence. Your whole argument is But you have might. no evidence. Yeah, that's what, that is my argument, that he might be able to, but you're saying that there's no chance he'd be able to do it. I use my eyes. He's never done it. How, how can never, you say... He did it at Washington State. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with anything? Well, he had, he had some baseline skills, okay? It's not like he's only catch and shoot. What other skills does he have? I don't know right now. He might, he's not a great facilitator or rebounder, but he might be able to create his own shot, okay? Ugh. That's my whole argument, okay? I don't see it. Um, he's you a great defender. He's a great defender. There's a chance that like, when his contract runs up, that he, that he goes to another team because the Warriors won't be able to pay him, and he might, he, he'll average 25 a game. That's, that's something that could happen. I could easily see that happening. What if they trade him this summer? What kind of summer? player would they target in a trade if Durant signs back? Do you think they would target a, a different kind of shooting guard or they target a bigger center or something like that? 
Well, that's a tough question. I, I don't know who they target. I think they just... I think they might target another... I'll just bring that up because I've, I've seen a little chatter that something might be changing with Clay on this team. I, I've heard that too. I think they might... I mean, maybe Chris, a Chris Middleton type player would be a good fit for them. With Durant, you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a good 3 D guy at least. He can, he can create his own shot, but he's definitely a 3 D guy. I think he would be a good fit. Just guys like that, like long, rangy twos who can play, who are 3 D guys. I think that's the kind of guy they would want. Right. But same mold as Clay, but I think that Clay might have some untapped potential. I, I just don't know. He's still young. It's not like he's, it's not like he's in his 30s. He'll wait to not commit there. He he could be I'm pretty gonna, good. That's I, what, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not, not going to sure. commit that he's gonna be. He's gonna do it because that's. I, I don't have any evidence that he can. But I'm just saying that there's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> Take a stand. Pick pick a side right now. Pick a side right now. He has the potential, or he doesn't. He has the potential. Okay, so he goes to another team. You're guaranteeing that he'll be better than he is right now. I don't guarantee anything. Oh, I'm not going to well. guarantee anything. Isn't that convenient? Well, Why would well, I guarantee well. it? That's going to come back to bite me. <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no chance Kansas is going to oh, lose that Oh, come on. Stop throwing that in my face. <laughs> there's no chance. You made some really bad picks in this podcast, okay? Nothing like that. Nothing quite as bad as that. Oh, yeah. They got to the Final Four, didn't they? Yeah. Oh. That, that was a really <laughs> rough March Madness podcast. <laughs> That was Oregon. Oregon. That been, I know. That, that might have been the roughest March Madness podcast that's ever been done. Well, it's always tough to make bold proclamations like that in March. You it really is. never know what's going to happen. But let's get back to the NBA here. You. Well, let's move on from Clay Thompson. Let's move on from. Every, from let's that. give a little update. So the game has started. It's uh, now 9 to 5. Um, based on what we've seen so far, the Cavs have. Gotten in a few transition buckets. LeBron got one. Yeah. Kyrie got one. Uh, Kevin Love had an and one. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's sort of the opposite of what we thought the Cavs should do to win. But I think it's just because the Warriors missed a couple open shots. Yeah. And let's talk more about open shots right now. In game one, there were so many missed layups. It was kind of ridiculous. Like, open, wide open layups. I think Pachulia missed a couple in the early goings. LeBron missed a couple. Right. Everyone was missing open shots. Was that? Do you think that was just like a fat, uh, a product of like early game jitters in the finals, or was that, or was that something well, else? I think part of it is the Warriors' defense. Yeah, that's the underrated part of this team is the Warriors' defense. Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, they got probably the best defender in the league in Draymond, and Clay, who is probably a top five defender in the league. Well, wouldn't Clay, you say? Yeah, Clay is a top, top top five defender right now. Clay just missed an open. Three, but then he just hit another... Made one after yeah. that. He, he pull-up, too. Whoa. Uh, it pull-up, yeah. A guaranteed superstar now. And Oh, that was rough. But, the Cavs opened a 5-for-5 five five to start this game. A lot of close-range close shots, and then Curry, I think, hit one, too. Okay, while, while we're talking right now, Clay Thompson is just lighting it up right now. And he's doing it pretty much by himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you just create your own narrative there? <laughs> he makes two shots. Wow, he's oh, just oh, lighting look, it look, up. Look, he's look. just lighting it up by himself. Was that really robotic for you right there? Was yeah. Too robotic. That was a charge. Is what that was. <laughs> are you just a clay th- a clay hater now? Is that what you are? <laughs> no, Clay's a great player. I just don't think he's a top twenty player. Okay. I think he's overrated on a really good team. 
and benefits from playing That's on a really insane. good team. He does benefit, but he's a top twenty player. Top for his two, he's a he's a like the one of the premier two way players in the league. Jokic or Clay? Right now, Jokic or Clay? Yeah, right now. Oh my! Why are you even That's thinking rough. about this? I'd say Jokic. That's, that's <laughs> rough. Okay. I just don't think that took about five seconds too long for you to answer that question. What you would you would just take Jokic in a, in a heartbeat? <laughs> it's not even close. But he's not a good as good of a defender. So. All right. Jokic is a unicorn. Jokic is a unicorn. Our love Jokic knows no bounds. Uh, yeah. It's a good point. I just hope he works on his body over the summer. Like I don't. Re- I think he's in Serbia right now. A. I don't really know what he's doing. Shout out to our listeners in Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple, I think. Yeah, we know. We, we know you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. Um, hopefully, he gets with Steve Hess or something. Works on his body. Can stay healthy. Um, gain a little more stamina. Because yeah. that was one of the frustrating things, just him not being able to stay on the court. And the injuries. Like, we get really close to really creating separation with Cleve- with Portland, and he would just go out for a couple games and we'd lose it. Yeah. That was that was really frustrating throughout the season. But and that knee injury he had towards the end of the year was scary. That looked like ACL-type stuff. Oh, yeah. That, that was definitely a freak. I, I started screaming. It was definitely a freak-out moment for me. <laughs> Did you not freak out when you saw that? Oh, I did. Yeah. 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 Um, LeBron just gets fouled going to the rack. Uh, more transition for the Cavs. Which yeah, is, like they're definitely said, pushing the pace, which is... The exact opposite of what we said. Yeah. They thought, we thought they needed time, to do. Our predictions are just bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe, I think this might be just Ty Lue getting frustrated and saying, we're just going to do what they do and try to do it better than they do. And I mean, they have the best, two of the best transition guys in the league, in LeBron and Kyrie, because mm-hmm. they can easily create their own shots. They can hit crazy shots in transition. So I think this is a good thing to do for them. But one of the things that I found interesting watching Game One was um, the the Warriors jumped out to a pretty quick lead, and then Draymond got into foul trouble. And if you remember last year, the whole series turned when Draymond got suspended for Game Five, and LeBron was able to have his way a little bit more than what he did in the first four games. And that really turned the tide of the whole series. And if you look back to game one, um, after the Warriors jumped out to that early lead, Draymond goes out and the Warri- uh, and the Cavs sort of made a little run and made the game interesting, at least for a little bit, while Draymond was out. Um, I think that illustrates, illustrated to me even more how valuable Draymond is on D. Um, in my opinion, he's probably the best overall defender. His help defense is probably the best I've ever seen. The way he can challenge shots at the rim without fouling is incredible, I think. Yeah. He's so valuable to that team. Yeah. I'd put him in the top 20 players way before I'd put Clay in the top 20 players. Well, I'm already saying that Draymond's a top 20 player. Like, he's a given there. But I think that Clay, Clay's definitely, he might be the 20th, 19th or 20th best player in the league, but he's definitely top 20. And, but, <laughs> back, but back to Draymond. Okay. <laughs> okay. But back to Draymond, yeah, you hit really hit the head and the, the nail on the head there. I think that he is just—I think he might be the most versatile defender of all time. He can definitely go—he can go one through five. He can protect the rim. He can help. His help defense is amazing. He can hold his own in the post, and he's still like six five, six six at the most. Right. Which is definitely—it's—it's it's pretty insane that he can do that, and he is definitely underrated in that whole unicorn conversation. Because I don't think there's ever been a player like Draymond. I don't think there ever will be a player like Draymond. Well, I don't quite think he's a unicorn, but 
his defense is he's, special. He can do everything on the court. Yeah. He's only 6'5". He's not really an explosive scorer, but anything else he's pretty good at. Yeah. it's am- And when he gets going, that whole team just feeds off that en- energy. So if you need a bucket at the end of the game... Um, Are we still talking about Clay here? Yeah, if, and if Steph and KD are taken out of the play, would you rather have Clay take a 15-footer or Draymond take a 15-footer? Clay, no, no doubt Clay. Clay's a better shooter. Okay. Clay's. Are you going to say that Draymond is a better shooter from 15 than Clay? I don't. I don't. I just said 15-footer as like a placeholder, but I mean Clay's a better shooter, so you probably want him at the end of games. But Draymond's a gamer. He's one of those guys that is. A bulldog at the end of games, then he'd want taking a shot, I think. But we haven't seen it because he's on a team with Kevin Durant, and before that, it was just Steph Curry. Yeah, I can see that. I just don't think that if I, I don't think I would trust Draymond on the offensive end late in the game as much as I would Clay, because I, I would definitely trust Draymond on, on like the defensive end at the end of a game to, to make a stop. But I don't think Clay's in that, and I think Clay is better than that on offense. But not in game one. What happened in game one to Clay? I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to him. Looks like he's had a, a little bit better start to game two. Um, maybe he's getting yeah, he's out of sitting a couple shots. Yeah. He's definitely feel, he's definitely getting Look, his confidence back. I'm not basing my whole view on Clay on just game one or just these playoffs. I felt that way about Clay the whole time. I think you felt that you felt that way when he hit 11 threes against OKC last year. He's a streaky shooter. I don't. He's what? still consistent, he though. He scored 60 a sh- in a game. He's not consistent. Yes, he is. He, he was like the, what, the 11th best three-point shooter in the league this year? He was a... 10th? 10th or 11th? Okay. He's still a, an amazing shooter. Are you going to say he's not one of the best shooters of all time? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I think he's probably a Are great shooter. Are you crazy? Shooter. I don't think he's one of the best he's like shooters 40, of all time. He's, he's at like 41% in his whole career, which is insane. He's a great shooter. I'm not arguing that. He's... I mean, he hasn't had a very good playoffs this year, has he? He has not had a very good playoffs this year. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is him. Just he's not in rhythm because he's got so many other players to deal with. I think that might be team. it. Because the thing. Oh, here he is. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Breaking news: Clay Thompson just turned the ball over off Zaza Pachulia's head. Did that just happen? Actually, was that on his head? Noah's all excited like Clay was going to do something funny. I did. I was really prepared for him to make a really great play out of pick and roll. (laughs) And it was the opposite of a really great play. It was pretty bad, actually. (laughs) Uh, Would you ever go to one of these, like, like a viewing party at the stadium? No, that's dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. Do they have to pay for that? Yeah, you have to pay for it. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It's so stupid. Yeah, I would definitely not go to one of those. You have to crane your neck up just to be able to see the, the screen? And you're just... Even if you're not, you're just looking across the stadium. God, the stadium probably makes a killing on that. Although they probably have the concessions going. Yeah, why, why would you, why would you make a trip down there when it's, you can't even go see it? I mean, why not just sit on your own, sit on your couch and watch it, watch it on the TV? Yeah, that's really stupid. Okay, so do you, what do you think? Do you think like the? Do you think that LeBron should be exerting more energy on the defensive end for Cleveland in this series, or do you think that he? Should for, focus more on offense. What do you mean? I mean, he'll get his stuff on offense, but like, do you think he should be trying harder to s- shut down KD 
on defense because of how bad the Cavs' defense has been. Are you suggesting that he wasn't trying hard on defense in the first game? Try harder, because he's... He, ex- he definitely saves energy on the defensive end. Like, he has to. I, I think LeBron should do whatever the, the heck he wants to do. I, I, he's probably smarter than anyone else on the court, so he knows where to be on defense, where to be on offense, how much effort to give, how yeah. to conserve his energy throughout a game. I don't, I don't really question anything LeBron does. I guess. Guess. You think he should try harder on defense? I think he should try it a little bit harder, considering how terrible this Cleveland defense is. Like it's been, it was 29th in the league the last 46 well, games. I don't think LeBron is the problem with the defense, though. It's Kyrie's a massive problem, but Kevin Love isn't really good on defense. Tristan Thompson is the rim protector he should be yet, and I mean Jr. is inconsistent at best on defense. Uh, the Cavs have started to do what they did in Game One: turn the ball over. And the Warriors just eat it up in transition. I mean, look at LeBron here, though, Kyle. I mean, what was that? There wasn't even contest there. There was no contest. What, what was... It's a two-on-one. Why well, would you... Why would you try... effort instead of just trying to box out Kevin Durant. Why would he try and exert energy covering a two-on-one like that? I don't know. I... I, I, <laughs> I this is crazy. Um... So let's talk about Steve Kerr coming back for a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so do we know what's really wrong with him? Is it just the back? It's the back. The back surgery that he got is definitely pretty terrible. And apparently he's been feeling he's been feeling pain for the last two years now. I think it's just gotten to a point where he can't coach. He, he can't coach to the level he thinks he should be at. And so I think he's just not going to do it. So what happened... Like, he coached the whole regular season or for a large portion. He was in pain most of the time. Hmm. It's definitely, I, I definitely would not recommend that kind of back surgery to anyone unless you need it. I thought about this. You know, we talked about it earlier. It's a little interesting, the coach change in the middle of a finals when they've gone 13-0, isn't it? 13 yeah. 0? It's a little weird. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, if, you, if they were down or if they were barely scraping by in the playoffs, I would definitely suggest that coaching change. Or like to try to get Steve Kerr back as quick, fast as possible, but I think it's a little weird to kind of change it right now. But like we said, um, the team kind of coaches itself. There's not really much. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to do anything to adjust with this team. You just um, kind of let them do what they want to do. Right. And um, I think that Steve, that Kerr is definitely just best at managing personalities. He's one of the best in the league at it, and you can see the difference with like guys like Draymond without Kerr and with Kerr. Because without Kerr, he's he's a more fun version to watch, but he definitely gets angrier. He does he's not as calm as he is with Kerr. And so I think that's kind of that's important, especially considering how he how the last finals played out with the technical and everything. And I think that's what's that that's probably like the most important thing Kerr brings to the table with right. this Warriors team. Right. Just managing those personalities. And the players love him. Yeah, the players do love him. So I guess that'll be a good boost for him. Um, all right, it's a, it's a break in the action. Let's do our N one update right now, and then we can finish up with prospect sort of watch. another. Pro- oh, let's do our prospect yeah, watch. Yeah, prospect watch before the N one update. So we'll do our prospect watch now. Th- this week we're going to focus on Jason Tatum, which oh, yeah. is easily one of the most projectable players in the draft. Hold on, before before we do Jason Tatum, well, it's about Jason Tatum. Where did he go to school? 
Shut up about Duke. Trying to remember. Duke, you with the Duke. Powerhouse program, for sure. I can come up with that off the top of my head. How'd that powerhouse program do in, the, in March Madness this year? I thought they had an admirable performance. Admirable. Considering Getting the out of the second round. Asinine tournament selection, putting oh, them in South Carolina. Oh, shut up about the tournament selection. South Carolina made it to the... South Carolina made it to the Final Four. Yeah, why do you think that was? Because they were they good. They were playing in their home stadium. They got really hot stadium. really fast. They were playing in their home stadium the whole tournament. Cal just threw off his hat. What a joke. What a joke. We're not, we're not going to talk about this again. This makes me... this Home entire... court advantage in the NCAA tournament. No, no, no. What no, a no. joke. What a joke. You would not have said that if it was any other team. The selection committee should be fined for, for that. For what? For making life harder on Duke? Each committee member should be fined $10,000. We're not talking about March Madness right now. <laughs> We're not talking about March Madness right now. Ridiculous. You're ridiculous. God. Costuka National Championship. They're for sure going up. the whole way. Let's go back to Jason Tatum instead of complaining about Duke. Fine. Start it off. Okay. I, I was thinking you could start it off because you're such a Duke homer. I wanted to hear your... Really unbiased opinion about him. I think he'll be better in the pros than he was in college. He it took him a while to get get his feet set in in college, um, but he's gonna be a really good scorer. He can score in the post. He can score in the mid range. Um, he'll have to work on his three point shot, I think, a little bit, but it's yeah. there. The stroke's there. The stroke is definitely there. He's got moves. Um, he's kind of like a in the mold, I would say, of Carmelo Anthony. I'm yeah. not sure if he's quite that type of player quite that explosive on offense, but I think he could be. He might be a little better defender than Melo. Oh, he's definitely a better defender than Melo. Um, I like him a lot. He's probably got the highest floor in the draft. I would say that. Yeah. Outside of Markel Fultz. Um, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get from Jason Tatum. And yeah. he's got a little bit of upside as far as developing an all-around game as well. I like him. I think he's probably the third or fourth best prospect in the draft. I, I want to put him that high. But I had a lot of I didn't think a lot of the same things you do. You wouldn't put him that high. De'Aaron Fox, Josh Jackson. I don't think he's better than those guys. He's better than Josh Jackson. He doesn't offer as much as much potential. Josh Jackson? As Josh Jackson, he doesn't offer as much potential as Josh. I don't Jackson. see the upside of Josh Jackson. Wait, what? I don't. I don't see it. Why? Here he showed flashes of like step backs, creating his own shot. This. How year. is he going to score? I, I you know. know how Jason Tatum's going to score. How is Josh Jackson going to score? It's not with, ja the, with the Josh garbage. Jackson right now. It's not really about how he scores. It's about everything else he does. Oh, it's not about how he scores. It's not right now. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the best defenders in the draft. He can. He's a really good playmaker. He plays with. We plays with a lot of intensity. He's a good rebounder. He. He. You're not at this point in his career. You're not going to get a lot of scoring from him. He's a. I, I will say this though. He's a really good off ball cutter. And he showed flashes this year of being able to create his own shot. But it's not about how he scores. But he, he, there's flashes, okay? Okay, let's talk about Jason Tatum. All right, let's go back to Jason Tatum because that's where he's... Give me your views on Tatum. I think he's a really good scorer. I think he has, he's going to come in right away and probably average about 17, 18 a game. Mm -hmm. I think that he can probably average five to seven rebounds, maybe two or three assists because he's definitely an underrated playmaker. And I don't think those are going to come right away, but I do think the 18 points are because he just he, – he's such a projectable player because it's, it's not like it with a guy like Lonzo or a guy like Markel Fultz where you can see – not Mar not Markel Fultz, where you can see it where, where like Lonzo or Jackson, but you can really easily see how Jason Tatum and 
Markel and Dennis Smith are going to fit the Monk. NBA. Yeah, you can easily see how they're going to fit in the NBA. Like what their role is going to be. Yeah. Or how they're going to score. Be- because you know how Tatum's going to score. You know that you know what his weaknesses are. They're pretty. Everything's pretty. They're. It's not fully set in stone, but it's very. It's very ingrained right now. Like you know who he's going to be. Right. And so I think that's. If you were if you're a team like, um, if you're a team like Philly or a team like Sacramento who needs that kind of scoring punch, I think that he's a really good pick. But where I think the separation comes with his draft stock is he doesn't offer the kind of potential that guys like De'Aaron Fox and guys like Josh Jackson really offer. I just don't think he could. He offers like that kind of upside. Because I'm I'm not sold that he can be the best player in a title contender. I'm not sold that he can be that kind of guy. See, the problem I have with not just Noah, but other like people evaluating talent is when a player is not fully developed, their offensive game, evaluators just see that as, well, they could be, they could be one of the best offensive players, but they're just not there yet. Whereas Tatum, he's already developed his offensive game, so there's not really much but there's, room for growth. Yeah, so that, people just assume that he's not, he's not going to get any better. I just don't see the room for growth. I, I just, he's pretty, unless he develops his three-pointer, and he could add, he could definitely add more moves, but I just don't think he offers the kind of athleticism to really buy into, he could be, he could get so much better on, on offense or on defense. I just don't think he can be the best player on a title contender. And I disagree. Okay, you think I'm that, not sure about the, like I, I might agree with you on the best player on a title contender, but I but think he can be a number one option on scoring for a team. He could, but I mean, I, I, a lot of people, most players could be the number one option. They just wouldn't be a good number one option. I, I just think I think he'll he'll be a great number one option for a, a fringe playoff team, maybe if maybe a six or seven seed. And I, I just don't know if he can really get you farther <laughs> because his weaknesses are there. And you really need to kind of build a team around him to get, like he's not he's not someone who can just like fit into any kind of team. You really need to build a team around him. Why? Because of who he because of who he is. He's not like really versatile on defense. He his spot up three isn't quite there yet, and he really needs the ball to be effective. I just don't think he he's really he you can't really mold him into more than what he is. What's all right. <laughs> I, I guess I disagree with that. Um, what do you think his best fits are as far as teams? Philly at three, um, Sacramento, Orlando. Most of the lottery teams definitely need that number one option. What about New York? New York would not really be a good fit for him. You've seen how Mellow's worked out for them. Well, and I, you think have Chris I think the better fit for New York is Frank Nilakina. God, you're obsessed with Nilakina. I love Nilakina. <laughs> Something about him, I just really like his. I really like his game. Wait, wait. If you, what what are your best fits for him? Uh, Sacramento is my number one fit for Jason Tatum. I agree with that one. Uh, Phoenix is number two, and Philly is number three. Phoenix. Yeah. But they already have Devin Booker. Okay. Well, he's not a. Jason Tatum's a small forward. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. You only have one ball. So. So I, I just don't think it's going to really be best for either one of their developments to have the, basically the same player in a bigger body there. All right, we disagree on that. Yeah, we, we disagree on a lot of things. Yeah. 
And you end up being wrong a lot of the time. That's not true. Just saying. That's not true all the time. My best fit. I think that he that the Suns really should try to get Josh Jackson. He's their best fit, in my opinion. He's a really good defender. He can pass. He's not going to take touches away from Devin Booker. I Phoenix, Phoenix is a weird situation. Phoenix have, needs to just take the best player they can find. They need to get rid of Eric Bledsoe. And then I think that they'd be better, better off. You think they start Euless? Probably not. Probably not yet. Who do they start then? Brandon Knight. They should draft a point guard if they're going to get rid of Bledsoe. <laughs> if they're going to get rid of Bledsoe, they should definitely draft a point guard. Okay. Well, who then? I don't. If they draft a point guard, I think Dennis Smith would be really fun there. I love Dennis Smith. I've, I've said this. I think last week or the last podcast I was on. Um, I think Dennis Smith has maybe the second highest potential in the draft outside of Mark Fultz. I'd agree with that. I love Dennis Smith. If Dennis Smith fell to 13 to the Nuggets, How, I you, would consider taking him. You would consider it? If he falls to 13th, you got to take him in a heartbeat. Well, the, the problem is the Nuggets just have so many guards. Who cares? You're getting a, you're getting a top three uh, That's projected. what I'm saying. That's what, like, the, the consideration is, well, they don't really need another guard. But who cares? They're getting Dennis Smith. I would, yeah. But I'm also infatuated with the Nuggets trading up for Jonathan Isaac. That would be a really fun trade. I, I would really like Jonathan He's so Isaac perfect for what the Nuggets need. He's a great defender. He's a four, so Fareed wouldn't have to play as much. Oh. Thank goodness. I don't know why we started Fareed for this long. All he is is an energy guy. Because there's no guy. one else. <laughs> there's no the one else at the Energy floor. guys are a dime a dozen. You don't really need you. You don't really need an undersized, terrible defender energy guy. That's what I'm saying. But they paid him like thirteen million a year or something. Oh, that's gross. Wait. But yeah, uh, De- Dennis Smith on the Nuggets. Um, it's intriguing to think about for me, at least. Yeah, it's real. It's a really fun. It's a really fun fit. I really like that kind of fit for the Nuggets, especially with his defense and his potential, and his three in his three point stroke. I think that's a really good fit. Lillard esque, isn't he? A little bit. Lillard esque. Like a little bit like Damian Lillard. Oh yeah, he he's a little bit like Damian Lillard. I, I like him. I, I think he can definitely create his own shot, and he's such an explosive athlete. I really think he can be a really great NBA player, but he just needs to get rid of his consistency problems and probably get better, and, and probably just not take himself out of games as much because he definitely has shown the propensity to kind of be really inconsistent about that. I think that Dennis Smith. I, I think that he can be a really good fit for the Nuggets. Uh, the, the Warriors scored 40 in the first quarter. Oh, my God. Um, but they're only up six. The Cavs hung in there. Um, but they just, they got to play better defense. It, they're not going to be able to score with the Warriors. They have to be able to stop the Warriors on D to be able to contend in the series. Yeah, and I think this is definitely the problem that I saw with a lot of the moves the Cavs made over the last season was they were mostly offensive guys who were later in their career who couldn't really offer much defensively. And you see Channing, Channing Fry didn't even play game one. He's become a little bit more unplayable. I'm surprised Kyle Korver isn't getting run off the floor. It's just the, the defense is, de- is the problem with the Cavs. They haven't really done anything to address it the last year. Right, right. All right, um, let's do our N1 update. And then we'll, at the end of the show, we'll give one final update on how the game's going, and then we'll sign off. Um so, any Jokic stories you want to talk about? No, I haven't heard anything about Jokic in a while, actually. Um, do, do you have any 
Do you have any? Uh, you know, it's just the same every week. You hope he's working on his body, getting into shape um, a little bit better, um, working on anything he needs to work on, like staying out of trouble, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have any big stories for us this week? Um, you know, uh, we talked about Bamba going to t- Texas, which was surprising. And Kevin Knox goes to Kentucky. Brian Bowen's son, Brian Bowen Jr., yeah. all-star wing, is recruited to Louisville. That's weird. It's really me. weird fit, yeah, because he's definitely more of a scorer than... Um, you don't hear many big-name prospects commit to Louisville, do you? No, I mean, there was VJ King, la- King last year, but everyone kind of forgot about him. Yeah, because he and didn't he, play. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of my breakout stars for 2017. The, or 2018? 17. 17. 2017, though. <laughs> do you know what year it is? I do know what year it is. I just don't know how to say the season. Okay. So, yeah, I think he's definitely my breakout star for 2017. BJ King? BJ King. Mark okay. it down right now. He's a great scorer, great athlete, really long. I think that's that that applies to Brian Bowen Jr. I think he can have a great career. It's just going to be really – it's it's a weird fit. It's a really weird fit with Louisville. Yeah. Um, besides recruiting, you know, it, it's kind of a slow period for basketball. Um, leading up to, I guess the other big story is Alonzo, uh, whether or not he will work out for even the Lakers. Um, yeah, and I saw, did you see that story that came out yesterday? Yeah, they're not sold on him. I'm not sold on him either. They said if he was... Oh, you're not sold on him? Wow, we haven't established that breaking before. Breaking news. Breaking news of not sold on Alonzo Ball's potential. But th- th- I think that's the right decision for them. They do need defense. They need explosion at the point guard. And Alonzo really isn't that kind of guy. He's on. So who are they going to take instead? De'Aaron Fox. I'm At two? A, I'm a, I'm a, I'd say At two? as high as two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to not take Alonzo at two, I think you have to take Josh Jackson at two. I don't know. I don't think that. I think. Well, what if Dennis Smith goes two? That would be interesting. Dennis Smith would not go two. That would be interesting. I would get behind that. Dennis Smith, the Lakers, would be so I, much fun. I can't see Fox going two. I can see it. The, the, I, I, the Lakers fans would be in uproar if they don't take a if they take a point guard and that point guard is not Lonzo. I don't see how the Lakers fans. It's a little PR mess. But teams have to consider that. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Who cares what the fans think? They don't know. The fans don't know anything. It's not the deciding factor, but it's they have to consider it. The only fans who know things are us. <laughs> I know things. I'm not sure no one knows things. Oh, really? Really? It's the Lonzo hater just because of his dad. Well, not, it's not just because of his dad. It's also because of his game, which we detailed in, I think, what, the seventh episode of the... Oh, se- oh he, can't, he can't shoot going to his right. Well, he, he can't shoot it. going to his right. He can't create his own offense. He's a terrible defender. He's not a great athlete. Except for Boom. when he did all of those things. You, what? You discount, That's so you discount the times he did all those things. Forgot, we, we can't talk about Lonzo. We can't talk about Lonzo just in general anymore. We, all, we both get really angry. God. We're not talking about Lonzo right now. But do you, do you have, have any big stories this week? Well, just the Lonzo thing. And the draft sneaking up. It's actually really quick after the finals end. Yeah. F- fun times, free agency will then start. Big decisions for the Nuggets looming. And I, I have a, just a little thing to hear about John Wall. Why every summer does he alienate some of his teammates? I didn't see. What did he say? He said that the bench was the problem this year. I mean, everyone knew it, but he didn't. It, it's not really a good thing for a teammate to say that. I don't care. It's he's right. He's right, but it's See, not really a good thing to say if you're because I problem, mean it, the problem is we beg players to say what they really think, 
and then we kill them when they actually say it. But not when it's detrimental to their teammates. That's not what you're supposed to do. I don't care if Marcin Gortat or Brandon Jennings gets his feelings hurt because they sucked. Marcin Gortat isn't a bench player. He's a role player, though. He's part. He's, he's a bench He's part of who they were talking bench about. Killed him. No. Yeah. He's right. I mean, gr- uh, they, pretty much the anyone sucked outside of uh, Wall, Beal, and Porter. Anyone else sucked. Markeith and Gortat were part of that far- starting five. Markeith had like the highest net rating out of all of them. I just think the word the, the Wizards need to address their bench this summer. You like Markeith Morris? I like Markeith Morris. For what? I, not for the. I don't like him for the Nuggets because he's not a really good fit. But he's been good for the Wiz. He's no good. He had the highest net rating out of all those I, guys. I don't care if he had the highest net rating. You don't care. You should. Okay, you texted me like a net, a stupid net rating stat about Clay earlier this week. That was you. You did the no, net rating. No, you did the thing. same thing. I did wins above or uh, VORP or something. Box, Vorp? Who box, cares about VORP? We're not playing baseball. Box plus minus. We're I not think. playing baseball. It was box plus minus. No, no, which is the best, the best stat in basketball. BPM is the best stat in basketball. BPM is not the best stat. PER is a better stat than that. No, it's not. That's a really stupid argument we're having right now. You did the net rating stat about Clay. I, about, oh, he has the highest net rating in oh, the yeah, playoffs. Oh, you did do BPM. Who cares about BPM? It's better than net rating. Net rating is so much better. It's just, net rating is just if you're on a good team, which, uh, oh, Clay is on a good team. He benefits from being there. He still the highest, he still the higher net rating for his career than Steph. All right, let's finish this up with the, uh, as Clay hits an open three. Um, Deep open three. That wasn't open. That was contested. There was an end within five feet of him. All of a sudden, you're just the clay lover now. That's just because you don't really. You, that's because you hate clay. And it's just. <laughs> I don't hate clay. You hate clay. I just am critical of his game. He, he's not a top twenty player. How is that hating you, clay? Okay. Well, you said I hate Lonzo because I'm critical of his game. I'm very cl- critical. You're a Lonzo of hater. You always have been. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so, just saying if I was Nuggets and Lonzo slipped to 13, I don't know if I would draft him. If he slipped to 13? Well, if he slipped to 13, there's something wrong with him. God. <laughs> so it's 47-36, uh, Warriors, as we're about to sign up here. Um, the way things are going, it's pretty much the same story. Um, Warriors just... this. The Cavs need to play better defense. It's that simple. If they don't, this is going to be the really boring finals. In this season, this postseason just been an absolute if disaster. this goes four or five it's a disaster for the nba yeah it's been it has been a fun playoffs for, for anyone I, I don't remember i don't even remember doing the podcast about the playoffs i don't remember that at all because there's not much so to talk boring. about yeah. we had to find other things to talk about the whole time yeah it was pretty terrible it was just the, the playoffs have been really boring and if the finals don't get better better then this is going to be a thoroughly disappointing year outside of the mvp race it's on lebron and it's going to be annoying for LeBron haters who just relish any time LeBron loses. Oh, yeah. Let, let's bring that up a little bit more, actually, because this debate's been coming up a lot in recent weeks about just Lonzo – about – not Lonzo. MJ versus LeBron. And I just want your stance in this whole debate because I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about this. Um, I think it's hard to debate because I think um, it's – you have to have the best player in each era. It's hard to debate yeah. across eras. Across eras is definitely hard. I agree with you there. Um, I think LeBron is, or Michael Jordan is probably the best player of all time. But do you think but LeBron's could? Cons- I have a real problem with 
old timers like my dad and like <laughs> my father <laughs> who say that no matter what LeBron does, Michael Jordan will always be better. That's just silly. They 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 refuse to believe anything about Michael Jordan. Anything like Michael, someone might be better than Michael Jordan. They're just like start, or they compare everything that anyone does to my to Michael Jordan. Like LeBron, LeBron didn't score like fifty points in the ga- in game one, and my dad was like, "Oh, that's it, that's it." He LeBron, Michael, MJ would have scored fifty points, and they knocked LeBron because he had to go with to Dwayne Wade with the Heat, and now he has to be with Kyrie and Kevin Love, as if Michael Jordan. Michael couldn't Jordan win had without Pippen and Pippen. Rodman, two uh, a Hall of Famer and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, who could be a Hall of Famer. Could be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best, probably the best rebounder of all time, and one of the best defenders. But that, that I have a major problem with that because people just act like people put Jordan on such a pedestal that it's just so annoying. And I want to point out that MJ never won ten straight playoff games, ever. And he never won without Pippen. He never he, won he without never, Pippen. He, he lost what seven? He never made the finals for the first seven, eight years of his career. Yeah, and Le- I, I remember LeBron ever getting out in the first round of the playoffs, but MJ did. Yeah. So it's just I. People elevate MJ to this deity status. He's not there. He he's not well, a he god. Is, he is. He's there, not a god. But he's not untouchable. He is in the god status, but he's not untouchable. He's not untouchable god though. It's kind of insane, because people just refuse to believe that any, that LeBron can get close. Do you do you think that Le, LeBron is in that conversation? Yeah, he's in the conversation. Of course, he's in the conversation. Do you think he's the only one in that conversation besides MJ? Uh, probably. I think there's another tier right below those two, where it's like Magic and Larry Bird and everyone like yeah, that. Yeah, because they're they're not on that tier yet. Yeah, they're, they're not on that tier. But that I just really want to get out, get that off my chest this week because I've gotten a chance to talk. We to talked about, about that before. Yeah, we have. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, but this yeah, because when you kept on saying the word deity, because you liked you liked saying the word deity. Deity is a fun word to say. <laughs> You're proud of yourself for knowing that, aren't you? I'm not that proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're pretty proud. You're pretty I'm proud. kind of proud of myself. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll sign off here. Uh, it's 50 to 40. The Warriors up by 10. The Cavs hanging in there at least. Yeah, and also hit us up on Twitter with your MJ LeBron stuff. Anything, yeah. Tweet us at the ARBT podcast or tweet at each one of us individually at Schulte 17 or at, what is yours, NOSC25? Yep. It's on our Twitter page. It's on the ARBT page, each of our handles. So it's up there. Give us a listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to a, your podcasts. Yeah, and don't forget to check out the State Of podcast. The State Of, yes. Yeah, our, our friends. I listened to their everywhere. one last week. They talked about uh, that, that baby movie. Yeah. I listened yeah. to that one, so that was good. It's a, yeah, it's a good podcast. I listened to it, too. You should check them out. You should check us out. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, anywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, pretty, leave, leave good comments, please. <laughs> only, got good, only got a good comment so far, so that's good. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. I um, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the finals, and we'll see you next week.